This is Cooper Cup, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with Byron Lambert to discuss some mock draft simulations he has done using version 2.1 of our epic, magical, mystical, mythical cheat sheet for PPR leagues now available at RosterWatch.com. Um, have some of that to do. We're going to run a mock draft. We're also going to talk about the new busts and monsters scoring distribution tools I put up for the wide receiver and the running back positions. Byron, you've been doing a ton of simulations. What the hell's going on, brother? Man, just staying on task. Got a little bit of the rainy season, beginning of hurricane season, moving in here, a little keeping it cool, but uh, leaving me indoors a little bit more right now. So just uh, staying busy and making sure that we're on top of Top of our mock draft simulations on top of all of our draft products and our draft cheat sheets so that, uh, you know, just like every year, we are uh, ready to make hay every step of the process here. So, Alex, for me, I mean, we go way back in terms of designing the cheat sheet and running mock draft simulations every year. I mean, we've been doing this for a decade now. And um, one thing that's always stood out to me in the process of testing and retesting is to really uh, be aware of testing for the extremes and testing for the wild swings. And oftentimes where that occurs is at the turn on the tail ends of your drafts. And, uh, you know, you never want to overreact to the outcome from, you know, any single simulation. And you got to be careful to overcorrect things at one extreme of the draft because it can really affect the it other fucks up the right yeah yeah so you have <laughs> yeah, to be kind of so modest easy. modest in your moves but in, in the end i mean that uh you know the the if you're in a 12 team lead the one two pick the 11 12 pick i mean that the, the the three pick the 10 pick all of a sudden that's you know that's four to six picks i mean that's that's a that's a large percentage of the league who's drafting you know um ultimately drafting from one of those positions and we want to make sure that we are uh, in good shape no matter uh, where we're drafting from so i i was enjoying just testing from the uh from the turn recently just draft simulations and so i just there was a one particular draft from the 12 spot that stood out to me a little bit here i know you've been discussing recently um all the additional inputs that have been coming in, been flooding into fantasy pros and uh, their simulator right now. Uh, it's, you know, all, all various rankings and ADPs are, uh, there's a quite expansive list now that's being included. So why I don't we do it? Just... Why don't we do a simulation from, from one of those spots? All right, well, let's, let's before we get it. started, just, just using 2.1 to see, to see what, um, see what you think and like you said man like now we've gotten even more of the pre-draft rankings in here 
Um, we, have a, we have all the different average draft positions from ESPN, Fantrax, RT Sports, Fantasy Football Calculator, the composite best ball stuff. Of course, the expert consensus at Fantasy Pros. And then the pre-draft rankings, basically how players are listed in the queue for all your opponents who don't know as much as you do to just pick from. So that, 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 that's what I've noticed whenever those get incorporated. That's the biggest thing that we need to account for. But version 2.1, I believe, test two here. Um, let's, let's test this sheet in this one draft in a 12-team PPR league, a snake draft. What draft position do you want? First, second, third, 10th, 11th, 12th, if we're talking the, the turn? What do you think? Well, maybe go from early because I'm going to talk about 12. So let's see what happens at, you know, one or two. I did one with Trash Man the other day. So why don't, let's do two. Um, okay. With the roster positions, do you want two wide receiver, two flex, or three wide receiver, one flex? You, you generally like two, two, whereas Trash Man always prefers three, one. Well, I just think that I will trash. That's there's a reason that Trash Man is not the quality control or the architect of any of this. <laughs> okay, it's two two. You know, it's, we test for all of those, but you know, generally speaking, you need to be ready for my, all. My favorite way to test is two two. Yeah, and, and, it's, it's and, more and the, flexible. It's more representative. Um, okay, so I'm going to use two point one test two. Let's just go ahead and start the mock draft here. And we'll see what we end up with. Uh, thanks again, as always, to Fantasy Pros, man. This uh, definitely, definitely helpful every year to get to run these simulations using all these different inputs they pull in. Plus the machine learning of the actual draft wizard, which is just awesome. Huh. Are you seeing the server error that I'm getting? This is weird. It's just like, it's like the mock's not happening. It looks like something's probably going on here at Fantasy Pros because it pulled in the wrong cheat sheet at first, and now it's telling me that there's a server error and it can't run the, the simulation. So let's just forget about the simulation. Our apologies for that. That's, not, that's, what, you, what, that, that's, that, that's what happens live on YouTube. I don't – I'm just I'm trying. Maybe towards the – maybe we'll try another simulation at the very end and see how it goes. But, yeah, it's still, it's still giving me a server error. So, um, All right, your thoughts. Sorry about that. Well, live look at how the sausage is made. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. It's uh, tilting. Yeah. Bringing these people, basically bringing the folks right into our daily lives. I mean, this is the uh, the motions you go through. So, yeah. So, anyways, Alex, I was testing for the extremes, testing for the wild swings, which often occur at the tail ends of your draft, which you know. Uh, basically the 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 turns in your drafts either like the one two spot you know the 11 12 spot so there was one particular draft that stuck out to me uh that i simulated from the 12 spot last night alex that i wanted to talk about today and look invariably every year we talk about the wild shift in adps that occurs over the course of the summer and um you know the first bit of that always begins when all when the flood of these rankings and ECRs uh, start to come into the system into the marketplace, and then and then and then the next big change that we'll see, probably the most important change we'll see in ADPs, will be once mock drafting uh, and real drafting begin in earnest, July into August. Then the ADPs people start coming to reality with their decisions. The ADPs take another big shift at that at that point. So I think with this. Last flood of data, Alex, we've seen maybe some pretty significant changes here, which is not unusual this time of year, and it creates some really fun talking points. So, um, 
You know, and and the shift right now, so much of it is due to just the you know this happens every year. It's just an it's basically an economic thing within the the market in the industry, um, and you know what I've what I've kind of deduced here from from this run that I did is that there is some upward economic pressure right now from this latest data that's coming in on the running backs in rounds two, three, and four, Alex. Uh, and specifically when it related to the results of this draft, I went from the 12 spot and it came out pretty wide receiver heavy early. I was a little bit thin at running back. Uh, so my my draft basically went Kenyon Drake, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup to begin. And just to give you a sense for my roster in its entirety, uh, I ended up with Kenyon Drake, Darius Geis, and Keyshawn Vaughn at my running back position. Obviously, all guys that we like, but certainly guys with question marks. And then I was absolutely stacked at wide receiver from the 12 spot. Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, DJ Chark, Mike Williams. And then it, I, things rounded out very nicely at quarterback and tight end with Matt Ryan and Jared Cook. My my sense was, though, leaving this draft with it uh, being pretty tilted towards the wide receiver position early is that ultimately probably going to have to look at, to reconcile, even artificially, even though the value in our minds in a vacuum doesn't necessarily corroborate. These are the upward pressures of the market at the moment. There's going to have to be some running backs that are probably reconciled in the round two through four range or, you know, um, in that Tyreek Hill through Cooper Cup range, because you know once you get into the Terry McLaurins and the DJ Charks that I was a- able to get uh, through the rest of this draft, uh, you realize that there's still just so much quality wide receiver value. So the way I tried to look at this, Alex, was who were the running backs I passed on for Tyreek Hill early in this draft? I passed on Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. Leonard Fournette, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Todd Gurley, and Melvin Gordon. And, you know, and again, in a vacuum, we probably like Tyreek Hill more than those guys. But with the way the drafts are beginning to go um, with this, uh, these new inputs, it is putting upward pressure on some of those running backs going a lot earlier than I anticipated. When I got on to rounds three and four and I was – Uh, following the sheet and I was induced to take or instructed to take Amari Cooper and Cooper cup at the uh, round three, four turn. That's probably, Uh, so are you you telling me in this draft at the three, four turn, you were instructed to take Amari Cooper and Cooper cup. And you're telling me that you're telling me the girl, the girly and Fournette were were girly, especially was off the board at that point. Yes. And Fournette too? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, and obviously it's a killer wide receiver start. I mean, Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. Well, I just, I have, I just, I can't believe, I have, I have, I have, I have never had one go like that. I mean, it's because of this, it's because of this, things are, things are changing rapidly with this latest influx. And again, you don't ever want to overreact, but I I was here to talk about extremes today and we have to hedge against this. And I think it's also, we, this has been a late flood of data that's come in and you got to, things change rapidly at this point, you know, when that, when that happens and, 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 and they will readjust back, you know, over the course of time. But for those who are simulating now, 
this is kind of what I'm seeing. And again, this is kind of just perceived economics that's forcing real economic pressure to occur in the fantasy market, in the in the mock draft market I, among, I mean, among ADPs. Well, I, I um, get it, but like the simulator. So I, I I I just I was I was dying to get the to get the draft wizard on Fantasy Pros back working, and I just I just did run a simulation from the same spot, same everything with the actual cheat sheet. And this was a lot better. And if it mean, if anything, I think it looks a little bit. I think it looks a little bit thin, at the thin at the at the um, at the wide receiver position. This team is this team is Daniel Jones and Matthew Stafford at quarterback, running back Saquon Barkley, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Le'Veon Bell, Cam Akers, Darius Geis, wide receivers Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd, Emmanuel Sanders, and Preston Preston Williams and Brandon Ayuk. And then tight ends of George Kittle and Jared Cook. To me, that's a to me that's a pretty pretty awesome team. Um, I might like it better if I didn't have to take George Kittle that early, and I could have just gotten a better wide receiver one than Devontae Parker. But it's just it's how the draft fell in that one. So it's just interesting to look at that. So it's yeah, to me it's unbelievably frustrating that you ended up using two point one in a PPR twelve team snake draft that landed you those three shitty running backs. It's like, that shouldn't be how it works at all. Well, I, I, I wanted to talk about extremes. I mean, there it's, 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 you know, it's, I think what it is, is it signifies where maybe these running back ADPs are headed a little bit right now. Uh, again, guys that we don't, we don't love the value on, but it's just kind of the structure of the market at this point. So just something to stay on top of, maybe a trend to watch out for. I'm glad we're talking about it today. So, then when I was instructed at that round three, four turn to take Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup, I looked back and well, I let's said, just, well, let's just all right. So let's just talk about that three, four turn. Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. Are they in a different different league to you than Odell Beckham? Because Mike Evans is in a different league than those guys. But are Odell Beckham and DJ Moore in the same bucket where you'd say, man, at that point in the draft, I, I feel like I'd want one of these running backs instead because if that's the case I, I think i need to make a small structural change here to the sheet um let me just see so i'm going to insert four rows below and then i could i mean i could move down just say like all right once you get past mike evans right you have a mike evans austin eckler decision at that point in time there shouldn't be a decision between guys like miles sanders leonard fournette aaron jones and todd Gurley. Maybe even Melvin Gordon or Le'Veon. Oh, no, you need to leave the decision there starting at Gurley, I think. But with Odell Beckham, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. Well, if we're going to talk about those guys as a group, I think that's a good group together. I, th- I think it's fitting. I don't. I, I, I think you can make an argument that those guys live in the same neighborhood. Um, but again, it's kind of respective in terms of at least the outcome of this one draft. What what did that do with respect to the running back market? And so, it's a it's a group of guys here that I I don't necessarily love, but these were the running backs that I could have p- taken. Instead of Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup, I could have taken Chris Carson. I could have taken okay. Jonathan Taylor, who I saw went his is went way earlier in this draft than we'd been seeing. He moved into a fourth round. Uh, these were all guys that went after Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup in my draft. But had I wanted to balance my roster a little bit more here early because of the value that I got on guys like Chark, McLaurin, even Mike Williams later, this this is seemingly the this 
would have been the spot to reconcile this. I'm not saying this is how all drafts are coming out, but this is, I thought was a good talking point, but this was an extreme uh, that showed that, that occurred at the turn. And, you know, I think these are, you know, these are the kind of the, the entails of things that we still always want to look out for hedge against and sometimes represent trends, especially with the recent flood of data because this surprised me too, Alex. So the guys I would have had to take over Amari Cooper or Cooper cup, had I wanted to try to get a handle on my running back situation at the three, four turn, I would have had to consider Chris Carson. I would have had to consider Jonathan Taylor. I would have had to consider Le'Veon Bell. David Johnson went very early. Who was your I, yeah. first pick? Who was your first pick? Kenyon Drake. Was your pick in the first round? Oh, it, oh, at the turn. At, yeah. at, went Kenyon, so it was went, Drake, Tyreek. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, Tyreek Hill. Okay. And I get to round three and four at the turn, late three, first pick of the fourth round. And the sheet instructs me to go back to back Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. And look, on paper in a PPR, I love starting with Kenyon Drake, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, and Cooper Cup. So there's something beautiful about that, especially when you know I get Matt Ryan and Jared Cook later to fill out. I mean, I can live with this roster and make a lot of hay on it. And just, just the, it did end up somewhat on top heavy when it came to wide receivers. And 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 when you when you're going to see that I still had the option to take Chark, McLaurin, Mike Williams here in the upcoming rounds uh, by the sheet, it just it it makes sense that I would have. If I was going to reconstruct what I would have did, maybe I should have taken a Le'Veon Bell over an Amari Cooper. Or Cooper okay, Cup. so what I, I did was what I did was I I the sheet has been re, restructured in that portion, and of course I have to test this before I update it. But what I've done is I've made a tier that ends after the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans area, and it instructs you to go running back until you get down to that. Uh, Fournette sort of girly area to where Miles Sanders and Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, all those guys would be available to you through there. Eckler, Sanders, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. And then if you were instructed to take an Amari Cooper or a Cooper Cup, you would then have the decision to go with a Melvin Gordon or a Le'Veon Bell if, if available. Yeah, I think getting Le'Veon Bell an exit ramp, an option there, it, it, probably greatly helps alleviate the situation uh again the How, things i learned what about here is, what about chris carson though well that's the tough one i mean we've come down on him a little bit but the market says yes and i mean in general we've kind of had him attached to the hip with Le'Veon at this point so I get, I get how in a vacuum we feel better about Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper at this point but from a roster construction perspective and from the current marketplace it, it makes sense that Chris Carson's kind of right in the pocket there. I mean, I get a little goosier about Jonathan Taylor and David Johnson who went right there with Bell and Carson. I was, I think that's the beginning of a trend of seeing those guys potentially start to go earlier than we would have thought something to watch out for. I'm probably maybe not quite as comfortable with either of them. I think maybe that's a separate group for itself, but so maybe you have that Carson Bell option there. And so Chris Carson needs the flexibility you need. What's just so fucked up because it's like, we've talked before about how the Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, AJ Brown, Juju, Galladay, Devontae Parker, like all those guys, you know, the Calvin Ridley's, the Tyler Lockett's, the, you know, the Robert Woods is, uh, these are guys where this, through this vein of the sheet that were the, at first, what, after your first set of simulations, you said we need to clear out that portion of the sheet where we're taking wide receiver there. Now, 
now we're saying that it's not necessarily. I think that's right. That's where we want to fill up because what I'm about to tell you next is that the next turn, the the sheet instructed me to take DJ Chark and Terry McLaurin because guys like David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary, Raheem Moster, James Conner, and even David Montgomery were all off the board. So I ended up in a situation where I go Drake to begin in the next. Did did you not even get Cam Akers in this draft? Cam Akers was. Um, let me see here. I think no, I I did not because I think he was below Chark and McLaurin on the sheet. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty. It was close, but I'm pretty sure Chark and McLaurin were on the sheet. He's one spot ahead of McLaurin. Yeah, he's one, okay. Okay, well, man, I'm just, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm getting acres in like 82 percent of these. Um, yeah, well, that's another great talking point because it's interesting. I mean, I think he's a guy that we're seeing the the market and the industry cool on in general. I know the trash man's tapped the brakes a little bit on him. I, I like him. I see where you're going with that. Um, and, 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 and but that's part of the reason. Uh, you know why I don't mind going for that main vein of wide receivers there too, Alex. And once I get like the Charks and the McLaurins, because I think that's great wide receiver value compared to the Cream Hunts and the DeAndre Swifts and the Ronald Jones, the Carryon Johnsons, and maybe even the Cam Akers with a little bit of downward pressure of the world. I mean, I don't want Cam Akers to be my RB two, truthfully, no, and that's I, what have ha- what would have happened even if that was the case. It just doesn't reconciling those guys doesn't solve the problem. You're gonna have. It would have gotten you closer to the minimum of five running backs that I've tried to make sure happens over these over these first fourteen picks. I mean, I've tried. I there hasn't. I I can't believe this simulation. That's a shitty simulation. That's a shitty mock. Like that's a lot of good players. Just a lot of good players, but definitely ended up kind of unbalanced and. You know, this is something that we want to hedge against. It's not it's not a fun for us to talk about. I mean, but it's early in, in the season. This is when we're tweaking things. This stuff happens. And this is why this is why we have the 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 subscribers and the followers we do because we work on this every day of the year. And so as soon as something like this crops up, we're on top of in any incoming data or any trends that may be shifting uh, in the marketplace. And again, this is not necessarily indicative of exactly what's going on, but I do think it represents potentially where some trends are headed. And there are some people that if they had a draft in earnest, there's a chance that they could have a little bit of a, uh, of a, um, you know, an, an interesting run at the turn, just based on what we're seeing here with this, uh, what seems to be upward pressure on running backs in round three and four is what I witnessed in this draft from the 12 spot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just think – and then I ended up with Mike Williams later. I told you I still got Jared Cook and Matt Ryan in the midst of all this, which, which I loved. And so I just think you look at it and you say, you know, getting Tyreek is great. Getting Amari and Cooper Cup are great. But I love having the value on the DJ Charks, the Terry McLaurins a little bit later. And so it just – it forces you to almost artificially think about, do I want a Miles Sanders over a – Tyreek Hill. Do I want a Le'Veon Bell maybe over Amari Cooper or a Cooper Cup? So that that's those were that's like what the main fallout from from that test was. And then I had a few other thoughts here as well. That uh, all you know, right? Well, look, man. I mean, here's here's the thing. Where, where 
Where was it most important that you should have addressed running back? Was it at the three four turn? Because we, I think, yes. we could hedge that, but or it, possibly over because Tyree with Hill. the one two turn. That's well, that's what I'm asking. Which is more important? I mean, it's it's. It, I think it. I ultimately, I think it's going to be around that three four turn where it's got to be addressed. But I, if you, if there's a way to get a Miles Sanders up, you know, by a Tyreek Hill. You know, I think or pulling a Tyreek Hill and that group of wide receivers down a little bit, he might consider. But I, I think ultimately it's gonna probably be in the meat of rounds two, three, and four, where a running back has to almost artificially. Was Josh Jacobs off the board? Right now, yep. At the one-two turn. As a matter of fact, I mean, well, that's another guy I wanted to talk about. I mean, that's something I know. I, I listened to you and Trashman's podcast the other day. I was cracking up about it. Actually, it was a really entertaining one. But I mean, something personally, I will still be reconciling on the standard and half-point PPR sheet is Josh Jacobs over Kenyon Drake. I mean, to me, that's just I get the argument, but that that's something I'm going to take care of on the other sheet. And Jacobs went before Drake in this particular draft, so that's what why about, he was not available there. And Chubb wasn't available. Was well, Chubb, Chubb available? Is, Chubb was below Tyree Kill on the sheet. Well, right, but was he? I'm just trying, I'm trying to figure. I just I would like the information. Was was he available? He may he may have been. I was I was following. So you would have so. But Jesus Christ, okay. So it's just a so wait so if we're at the turn and you had a choice between Nick Chubb and Tyreek Hill that goes to pick two point zero two then we're we're automatically okay so here's what needs to happen I think we need to switch Austin Eckler and Clyde Edwards Elaire right here in a vacuum do you like Miles Sanders better than Clyde Edwards Elaire I think so yeah I mean. I mean, if I'm thinking about who I'm taking over potentially, even with all this Boston, all this Boston Scott stuff, you're not them looking at other running backs to bring in, them saying that they want more and more of a committee. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. That's what I'm saying. The economic pressure forces you to do something you're not even really that comfortable with. But this is where you just you got to be opportunistic. And so, if we can't address it here, you got to consider addressing it maybe in rounds three and four. You don't want to. You don't want to put too much artificial pressure where you're not value based drafting anymore. But um, do you, would you, would you take Nick Chubb or Tyreek Hill? Have it taken a running back first. I probably take I probably take Nick Chubb. Would you take Austin Eckler or Austin Eckler or Julio Jones? It's a close call. Okay, Clyde edwards helaire or Chris Godwin. Or Travis Kelsey. I'd probably take Edwards Elaire or Kelsey there. Miles Sanders, Mike Evans, or George Kittle. Here's what happens. I, I, I just, that's a good tier. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Is just let me look and see. Is Where's Miles Sanders' ADP right now compared to Clyde Z Lair? This is how went, I can figure this, in this out. In this, I mean, in this particular draft, he went three or a few running backs before. It went Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler. Okay, Aaron let's just Jones. see. So PPR, consensus ADP, we have 
Miles Sanders ahead of Clyde. So here's where we here. So here's here's how we fix this. Here's how this gets fixed. I've got it, Byron. I've I've solved the fucking riddle for now until it needs to be solved again. But here's what we do. We separate the wide. If I do a screen share, can you see the screen share, Byron? Um, I could. I saw it a second ago when you had it up. Okay, I'm just gonna do a quick screen share here of the cheat of the cheat sheet, and I know we're not supposed to do this, but I can just show it real, real quick. So, what we'll do here is, you see this? Mm-hmm. Taking these guys, we're saying if you get to Tyreek Hill, we're gonna have to take Josh Jacobs, or you could choose between Nick Chubb if he's there, right? Tyreek Hill and Julio Jones feel like they're in a little bit of a different category than Godwin and Evans, right? So we stick Miles Sanders right between there because his ADP is two spots ahead of Clyde Edwards-Elair. So if a Clyde Edwards-Elair falls here, you can choose between – oh, and I need to move back down both these tight ends. If Clyde Edwards-Elair falls like, here. You starting you to go, think maybe Mike Evans belongs, belongs over Godwin with all the talk about the – 12 personnel and I mean there's a lot of talk right now about Chris Godwin taking a hit this year for reasons that make sense you and uh, I get it but I think Mike Evans too I I think Mike Evans takes a hit because what we're depending on from him with Tom Tom Brady's arm these days aren't we depending mostly on him for touchdowns and if Rob Gronkowski stays healthy that could be a could be a swindle for him yeah, the big question is if Brady can push the ball down the field to Mike Evans as that type of big X target that, that yeah. he used to be able to capitalize on, you know, back in the Randy Moss days, et cetera. So if you got down to this Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup range like you got in the third round or in the three, four turn, you'd have the you option have to go win. with Melvin Gordon or Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've, I've, I've moved up Carson, Jonathan Taylor, and David Johnson to around here in this area just because it feels like Allen Robinson, Thielen, and Galladay are just – such awesome picks right there. You think these guys need to be in consideration? I think you're going you're gonna to have – I don't necessarily believe that, but you're, the market is going to force you to do that. So you, All right, well, like, I'll put it like, like this. Not, you're going to end up having to do that. I'll put it like this, to, and I'll just test it like this, and we'll see. I'm not sure it's going to work, but we'll, I think I'll, that, I will I test think that's it. pretty good. I mean, the other small tweak is maybe getting Bell to where Cooper is, but I, you, you, that's, just, that's a small move if you don't want to make that big move. Getting Bell um, to where Amari is? Yeah, not not necessarily at the expense of Gordon. I don't even know how that would be possible. Maybe he'd be pulling Amari and Cooper Cup down a little bit. I like what you just did. Test it like that, and 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 maybe go from there. Um, couple couple more takeaways, if you don't mind, Alex. Um, I mean, I really, really believe. I mean, even though we still have question marks, I was looking at the guys that I passed on at running back for Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup, and. I, you know, ultimately these were the guys who were gone by the time they got to Chark and McLaurin. I was forced to go back to wide receiver. I was a little bit to see David Montgomery move into the fifth round, but I, I don't do give a shit. I don't want him. I do. I do think at five point one zero, David Montgomery is a good pick, Alex. David right. Montgomery is a good pick at five point one zero, and 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 more importantly. I'm still very surprised to see that we have Darius guys so high, including over David Montgomery. I mean, I know the trash man is sour on the Redskins running back situation. It's a, I can move Darius guys down. That's no problem. I'm actually right now. I'm going to switch Darius guys and Kareem hunt on the sheets. Maybe because we have, we, we have not been getting enough Kareem hunt for my taste. 
I'll tell but you, if five one, if five one zero, I want David Montgomery. I don't need to. I don't need to ship it. I don't want one hundred percent exposure, and I haven't gotten all the answers I wanted from the Bears organization this year. But that backfield is devoid of talent. The the fans absolutely hate Tariq Cohen as any type of offensive player. You know, we can't trust Nagy. Hopefully, we get Foles in there. There's a lot of question marks, but a five point one zero. I mean, Montgomery is a that is it's a five, solid five point one zero or five point zero one. Five point one zero. Is where so five so five points in. Yes. So we're talking pick fifty-seven, or is that what we're talking pick? Yeah, or no forty-nine. Talking pick fifty-nine. So, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean you you don't want it more than Raheem Mostert, do you? It's probably. I mean, I think that's probably close. I might. I haven't. I'd have to really think about that. I might. You I want Mark convinced. Ingram more than both those guys, right? I'm going. I mean, how can you have J.K. Dobbins? I know that Dobbins has. Look, I I can't believe that there's two Ravens running backs with basically like round five, round six ADPs that we've been seeing in in recent weeks. It's impossible to think that holds up. And and I and mostly I don't think that's an indictment of Ingram. I think it's probably fine value on Ingram still. It's it's more of a preposterous you know, ADP on Dobbins and that crowded, you know, backfield. But I, you know, I mean, there's Ingram is facing downward pressure right now. So no, I'll probably stick with Ingram, but that's probably in reality, that's probably awfully, awfully close. With David Montgomery. And I I just, I think you're thinking of your standard sheet, man. I like he, they throw so many footballs to Tariq Cohen. And I know that we think David Montgomery can catch, but, and we've seen him catch, but they just, they, they do not throw him in the football and PPR. He's just, He's not the kind of target that I'm interested in just having a whole lot of exposure to. I just think 5.10 when the running back situation went the way that it went in this draft and we're seeing upward pressure and on third and fourth round guys that we're not at all interested in owning at that value, that at that price, then all of a sudden you say, well, man, you know, that's not that's not bad to be able to maybe save yourself a little bit at running back with a Montgomery at 5.10 versus having to go high on a Mostert or a Singletary or, you know, any other the other number of these other guys that I just reeled off. I mean, like I said, like David Johnson got pushed way up. Jonathan Taylor got pushed way up. Devin Singletary got pushed way up. Raheem Moster got pushed way up. James Conner got pushed way up. I'm looking here. The sheet does, in fact, have Chark and McLaurin over Cam Akers. So that's why I took Chark and McLaurin there at that turn. It doesn't and, anymore. Uh, but right, right. The sheet, the, the, the 2.1 does. And uh, so I just think rather than having to go early on Devin Singletary or something, you know, uh, you know, one of those guys, you know, I, I don't mind having an option of, you know, not not what, mega. Exposure, what do you mean? I don't do you hate mean go, to me like it's like going early on Devin Singletary to me. If you, like we're, what you're talking about, I feel like is going early on David Montgomery. Right. I Devin Singletary has the higher ADP. Then he's he has the higher ADP. The, the spot that you, the, you, the, you got him at 510 is two spots below what his current average draft position is right now at 57. Devin Singletary's current ADP is 44. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it as a reach. I mean, I, but the, the other thing is the opportunity cost. Because if you don't do that there and you get stuck in this situation, then you're looking to fill up on Ronald Jones, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, on Johnson. I hate that. Uh, I hate that. 
I'd absolutely rather get him get him Montgomery and then come back with another wide receiver later than get stuck with. What about a Raheem Mostert? Well, he he's one that's got pushed that got pushed up too. He wasn't there. I mean, but those are the guys we're talking about. You're not totally comfortable with any of them, but. Uh, if you get in a pinch, I'd rather have one of those guys as my RB2 than Ronald Jones or DeAndre Swift. Well, nobody wants an RB2 of fucking Ronald Jones or DeAndre Swift. That should that should never be happening. I just uh, – how how much higher than their ADPs can we get these guys based on one, one cockamamie mock draft? You well, know? Not, that's what I said. I'm not, I said don't – you don't ever want to overcorrect, but you got to take this into consideration. I mean – David Montgomery, I mean, I mean, he should be over. I mean, this is – I think, he, I think he, he, he could live a little bit higher. I think ultimately – this happens every year. Every single year this happens. The eight, the, No matter what, the running backs are going to get pushed up. Look in the sheet 60 days from now, and all these running backs are going to be pushed up the sheet. So you can fight it, but eventually the market forces your hand. I get what you're saying, and I, I tend to agree with most of it, but I just think we're seeing the early – Early signs of it. I'm not saying to overreact. I'm just saying this is something to watch out for. I think they're all good discussions. But I I get it. But I feel like you're locked on to David Montgomery, who is – I mean, we we, we already have him priced in at – we have David Montgomery right now priced in at um, running back 26. His current ADP is running back 24. And last year in fantasy points per game – he was running back 34, right? Do you expect, I mean, are you expecting him to be a whole lot better this year? Are you, are you expecting David Montgomery to be less shitty? Like what, why are yes. we locking in on David Montgomery? Yes. yes, I am because there's nobody else there. I get, I know you're looking at the PPR perspective and I get that for this particular sheet, but I just think 5.1, they've got nobody else. I, I don't, I, and I don't trust, you know, Nagy, but I'm not sure. Hopefully Foles can improve the situation. I just think at 5.10, again, it's opportunity cost. The guys le- that you're left with behind him are no good. Once you're past Connor, Mostert, Montgomery, Singletary, you're in no man's land if you don't have your RB2 by then. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, here's the, then here, here's what needs to be fixed and what needs to be addressed. There's absolutely no fucking way when you're using this sheet will you not have an RB2 by the time you get to David goddamn Montgomery.